I hear that music, and I'm just brought right back to the goodness of, of the Basement Podcast Studio and that Tuesday night feeling. It's like a hyp- hypnosis uh, when the Commodores get things started for us each Tuesday. He's Kevin Ricca. And uh, the boys are still fighting, playing hard. I think we're going to continue podcasting in the same fashion, my friend. Happy Tuesday to you. I'm Ken Marangolo. This is The Nat Shift. We are talking about our favorite baseball team uh, in the land. Washington Nationals, they're not hard to love. Um, it has been uh, a difficult season. This is not the season we expected to cover. I, and in fact, it's it, it's very improbable uh, outcome. But it is reality. Uh, eight games out, 30 to go. Um, you know, this we're not taking stock just quite yet. Um, but I think at this point in time, Kevin and I were talking about before the show, you know, you want to win the division. How do you get to the playoffs in, in any sport? You win, you win your division. Uh, and against the NL East, not good enough. Now you got uh, 19 pops at it against all four of those other guys. You got 76 interdivisional games. And, you know, you, you pulled it out of your ass, and I liked it. Uh, 30 and 29 was your guess. 30 and 29 it is after 59 of these games within the NL East. You know, with a winning record over Miami, it kind of seems like they've been a thorn in our side. Maybe it's because they finished the uh, the ability to hang on to Murphy and Adams there at the end that Sunday on that 12-1 loss a couple weeks back, two weeks ago. But yeah, that's the only team we have a winning record against in the division, man. You know, Philly, we're fighting with them, 7-7. Seven and seven. Mets, 7-8. Seven and eight, and 7-9 seven and nine against the Braves. Ken, that puts us at 8-8-2 eight, eight and two as far as series go. Uh, that typically does not get a pennant put in the clubhouse. No, and the, the Washington Nationals have made it to the playoffs two straight years um, based on winning series. From really, you know, they've, those teams have had uh, maybe a, a rough September here and there, and, and, the, and the NL East sucked, you know, for the most part all around them. The Braves fell apart, um, the Phillies fell apart, and the Mets fell apart all at the same time for two years. Um, and so, we feasted. And we feasted. So this has been a different tale uh, so far. The magic is is still possible. I'm still we're still watching. Um, there's nothing that's there's no elimination. Uh, it's not over yet. It's, they're still a really good team, um, and 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 yet you know this is not what we're used to. Um, even in our brief history as as uh, Nats fans, we are conditioned now. I think um, to to expect a good product. Uh, and the fact that it, it's not playoff qualifying, at least today, um, you know, it does make me scratch my head. Yeah, there's a lot of questions out there. Uh, but, you know, like you said, I still enjoy, we, we always talk about the endurance of the 162. And, uh, you know, watching last Wednesday night, watching the Phillies with it all wrapped up, you know, the, the two fans behind in the, uh, in the screen, and behind, the, uh, behind the batter's box that were being a uh, little mm-hmm. vociferous Philly style. And then to watch Zim come up there and poke one out of the yard for a walk-off. I still take great pleasure in beating the Philadelphia Phillies on a walk-off. And I'm just stealing one from their jaws as they're in there. And I'm not saying we're playing a spoiler role. I'm saying I enjoy watching us beat Philly. And It's its own reward. It, it, it we, certainly beating is. Beating Philadelphia in any of our professional sports is its own reward. People always give me a hard time um, late in the Redskins season when you know things have been decided um, by and large throughout the last 20 years. And we'd be playing, you know, a nothing game against the Giants or the Eagles or the Cowboys. I'm like, dude, it's its own reward. Winning against those teams is its own reward, and it is rewarding, and it feels great. Um, and if you're a sports fan and you and 
if you can't feel that, you know, maybe then you're not really. You know, if all if all you get out of anything is is teams that always win and make it to the playoffs, if that's the only way you can derive enjoyment, I feel very sorry for you. No, you got to enjoy each season. Uh, I take I take a look at it with my son. You know, uh, he's eight years old. This is the eight year old season. We'll yeah. remember. Maybe it wasn't the greatest. Maybe we were at the apex of the season at the home run derby. Maybe that was. Uh, but you know what? We were there, and uh, we we focus on that. You know, his seven-year-old season and the majority of his, the last six years, he has won four N- <laughs> NL East titles Dude, out of the last when we, six. By, not for nothing, but when we were eight, I, I believe the O's won it. They did. They did. <laughs> I, I was there. I went to the uh, I went to the one game. They won four yeah. to one. They won in five. I went to the one game, and it rained in Baltimore that they gave up. To, I remember to watching some yeah. standard-ass yeah. definition TV in 1983 uh, and watching those guys do it against, uh, hmm, who was that against? It was against the Philadelphia Phillies. In I fact, it yeah. was. Uh, so it, they had to close a nice little uh, loop that it doesn't always work out for me, but that time it really did. Um, and speaking of, since we are talking about the Orioles, uh, something we've been covering here throughout the season is the NL East's performance against the AL East. Now, without the Nationals doing their part the way they have in recent years, and with stupid Boston apparently just knowing all the – Hall of Fame, Hall of Famers <laughs> design in when they're young. Holy crap. Yeah. Where are we at? 43 and 44. It's going to come down to the wire. There's 13 left. Uh, you got uh, Miami's got five more, the Mets three more, and Atlanta's got five more. But the Nats finished up with a 9-11 and 11 record. The Nats started out 7-1 and one versus the AL East. Uh, a Toronto sweep, a Boston sweep, and a, and a Yankees loss happened real fast in yep. about a 10-day span. We split with the Yankees on the season, though. We did. We did. Um, do, what, do, do you know Boston's record against the NL East? It's, it's, it's brutal. I would love to. What is it? Yeah, no, I, I don't okay. know. Okay. I mean, they're, I, it, they're, like, uh, they're like the nationally ranked uh, high school teams we saw this week. I, I you don't know. believe anyone has a winning record against the Red Sox, no. which I don't think is surprising to anyone, but... You know, you talk, we have those arguments year and year out, and people have always used that as the barometer for why the American League is better and why the Orioles are better than the Nats. And, oh, it's a 10-game difference. Well, it can't be. It just can't be. And and you have... Baseball works differently than that. The AL East is far top heavier than the NL East, and, and and that is based on the strength of the Nats because the Red Sox are the class of it all. Um, the You can put the Yankees and the Braves and the Phillies, you know, all in a hat and, and pick one out and the Nats on most days but there's not a th- the third place team in the AL East isn't beating the Nats two out of three no I don't think so either but who knows this year you know uh, we've been we've been turned upside down backwards and ridden hard and put away wet I believe uh, on occasion we just can't string anything together we can't get into that that rhythm that groove it's like uh, something funky happens every third day or every second day and you know, like last week was the perfect example of that. You know, we talk about it resembling our golf game. I'm done saying it. It's just, it's, it's killing my golf game, actually. But to come out there, win, win a good, beat Philly, win the series with a Zim walk-off after taking them 10-4 the night before, and then just go, and that, that Nola Scherzer game, like you said, one strike difference, yep. down 2 nothing. Next thing you know, we don't score for, what did you say, 30? 32 innings. 32 innings of uh, drought. Of drought for, for this team. You know, against the Mets. And, you know, you just, it's unacceptable. And then you turn around in the eighth inning and go bonkers. And that was one nothing. That eighth inning lasted about an hour. I think we batted 11, something like that. Not only that, then Reynolds comes up <laughs> in the top of the last. You know, that guy has 
34 RBIs this year. Ken, 14 of those RBIs are seven at-bats in two games. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? But uh, ah, that was fun to watch them snap out of that and then get a nice W last night. The consistency has been the issue. Not winning in the NL East has been the issue. The pitching staff, which has been, you know, yep. what, our first guys off the bus. You know, that's the first team we want, first guys we want walking out of the clubhouse. That intimidation factor is over. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> health. Not, not, not with Scherzer, obviously. Health has been a factor, but not to, yeah. you know, as Washington fans, and I hate to just like take a national show in, in the other one, in the other directions, but DC sports fans who, who are Redskins fans saw an unprecedented uh, and, and league leading uh, injury scenario for the Redskins. The Nationals did not have that. But um, I just, for people who think I'm delusional specifically or that we're delusional in, in how we look at this team, I mean, we have a little bit of, of leg to stand on. After May, the Nationals were the best team in the National League um, and, and in the conversation for top team in, in all the majors. They had the number one rotation, um, and they were getting hitting, uh, and they and, 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 and they were just they were the best. So um, that's not the case today. I understand that and things have happened. We've lost some people have underperformed and some people got hurt and it and it weirdly did didn't click at times for 32 innings in a row, which if you're a geeky baseball guy, you understand like that that's an anomaly. Like and, and the, the Nats have had multiple anomalies this season. This doesn't mean they're snake bitten or that C word that everyone likes to say in DC. To me, you know what that means? It means we're due. And if we're not due tonight, we're due tomorrow. And if we're not due tomorrow or the, or this month, then we're due in March because uh, this roster is too good today, and, and it's not going to change. Now, I, I still love watching these guys. It is disappointing. It was disappointing to watch them over the weekend. It certainly was. That was brutal. You know, there was just – this wasn't getting done. But, you know, you take a look at the week in general. Ken, we had freaking four guys hit, hit – Go at least nine for twenty-eight. I mean, yeah. you got Soto, Turner, and Done. All went nine for twenty-eight this week. You know that didn't all just happen in one game either. It was spread out. It's just yeah. timely hitting has been a big problem for us. Leaving guys on base, hey, getting guys thrown out on base. I think we're still leading the majors. It just one of those deals. Yep. It's one of those deals. It's a it's a baseball thing. It's yep. not a DC thing. This is a, this is what happens. It's a crazy sport. Ask the Giants. They're, in, they're winning it one year, out of it the next, winning it the next, and God knows what's happened to them since. And I also, I, I want to stake, you know, a place in the ground, and I think we've, we've staked this place uh, in, a, in a variety of ways already, um, but with the season still going on, and with the chance to, to have some magic happen, um, I also, because this show will go 52 weeks a year, uh, we will be talking about the Nationals um, in some way, shape, or form, um, uh, from now until forever on the Nat Shift. And part of bridging the gap to that show Kevin and I are going to have that may be crazy fun because that we will just watch the team do something crazy, magical to get to the playoffs, or it will be hard when we're talking about things we don't want to talk about um, with regard to why a team this good didn't make the playoffs. I love our organization. Rizzo has done some good things and some bad things. But I just, I want to be kind of on the record as saying, I want Bryce to be a Nat for life. But if he's not, it does not lessen our contention, our championship contention. And I think that's an important thing to say because I think 
Um, we all want Bryce, and I'm happy to spend someone else's money to get him. Very happy to do it. Uh, but if we don't have Bryce Harper, I don't think this team is viewed that much differently, um, you know, in Vegas, for example, or or should be in, in the eyes of, of pundits or analysts. I will agree with you that uh, for the 162 in the regular season, I, I will say, for playoff purposes, the presence of that. He's proven. That, that freak. He's proven it. And I'm not, just, I'm not just talking about his numbers. I'm just saying his presence Absolutely. in the lineup yep. in October presents a whole new different set of he problems. He looks like 50 pounds bigger in, in October. All of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. Did he just grow? Did he grow? So I'm also not going to be. I'm not going to be devastated. I'll be disappointed. I, I will be. I will, I will. I will. Borderline devastation as a fan because I. We and we will together. You. you we will. There will be a, uh, a a devastation component to losing Bryce Harper. No, that he. We drafted him. We. We have. He has done awesome things for us. He's it will our depend guy. Depend on where he goes. The level of the level of, of this, devastation. Of this unspoken devastation that we hope never will happen. Yeah, that. That's, we hope will never. Will yeah, happen. if he's a if he's got a a, a, a pee on his chest. I mean that's gonna be gross, man. That's gonna that's gonna be gross to see him. It will be gross. That's uh, but you know, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll cross that smelly bridge into South Philly when when it comes. We will absolutely um, be prepared to deal with whatever the reality is. I think that um, that that's that's what I love about the Nat shift. We're not beholden to to uh, we're not we're not locked in and beholden to um, you know things that aren't. About us, us winning, you know, I say Super Bowl, World Series uh, championships, because I think this team is is God, it's good, um, and the players that you could put in place, the, the, the outfield you could you could start on a daily basis, um, is going to be pretty damn good next year, one way or the other, um, and for Bryce Harper, the, whole, the the beauty of being 30 games with the season still to go and a fighting chance for the playoffs, and, and having a guy like Bryce Harper on your team. You know, a Vegas kid um, who's used to, who I think who can ha- who handles those big moments. The winter meetings are in his hometown. He wants to go in. He wants to go into that situation hot. Um, er- you know, everyone, everyone's interests are aligned here, no matter what the outcome is. I'm still imagining him in South Jersey, in the home of Mike Trout, having to go over to Walt Whitman, go to work every day. In a, in a place that Mike Trout would have taken that same route yeah. from that same area to get to work every day if he played for the home team. That's, that's going to be something we'll have to use in case he does go there. <laughs> Note to self. Note to self. Now, he's going to he, the winter meetings, like you said, in Vegas. Come on. Yep. There's no chance he is not going to be there with Kevin Plank not far behind, protecting his house in his city, getting ready for Boris to make him a very wealthy, wealthy man. Yep. There's no doubt that's happening. That's part of the whole beauty of the offseason, but I don't think that affects anything. I think the Nats' chance is the Nats' chance. This is going to happen. This is going to unfold. Oh, there is so two separate, um, you know, show topics. Obviously, the the, the regular season finale for the, this Nats team, what, what it can or you know will or won't do, um, and <coughs> the Bryce Harper story. Now, Kevin, I just want to remind you. Now, I'm not predicting anything crazy. Now that that uh, you know th- th- to say that the Bryce Harper sweepstakes is going to be crazy that's that's not crazy, um, but when when we were in Kirk Cousins' very first you know contract uh, soap opera 
the you know 2015 2015 no one saw it coming but we did we would we were we were like you guys realize like in you know in a year from now this is going to be the worst story ever and it's going to be never ending we were yelling at T and all the companies he were yelling listen. at T and he wasn't he wasn't paying attention and I'm like guys you don't understand like this is going to be the biggest thing for that will like the Kirk Cousins thing is huge it'll be a different flavor of the Kirk Cousins thing with Bryce Harper because and then regardless of how this season ends um, for the Washington Nationals and I want us to be ready for it and we, I think we need to you know we need to come up with a name for it um, and well, it's well, I think the fan base has Kirk Cousins syndrome when it comes to Bryce Absolutely. Harper. Absolutely, everyone is so—I don't want to say scarred, or you know, it's like a like a like a whipped dog, you know. Uh, oh, it's coming again. No, it's coming. He's leaving. Oh, he's definitely leaving. We're all fear of abandonment. Like, it, it, it's it's a definite, supreme. It's a definite fear of abandonment with some Kirk Cousins syndrome mixed in. And you know what? These two guys couldn't be more opposite. It's a whole different ball game. And no matter what Kirk Cousins thinks he's making, Bryce Harper's going to quadruple it. Yep. So. You know, guaranteed I, style. I, I mean, which 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 I, which I respect the hell out of Kirk Cousins' deal. To be having yeah. a guaranteed deal in the NFL is amazing. Yeah, good for um, you, buddy. It is good, and I love I love um, I love that deal. But, but so, but I'm telling you this though, I'd much rather go to Vegas with Harper, Boris, and Plank than anywhere on earth with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's just. That's yeah. just my personal preference, but you know, it's going to be a lot more fun on, on Team Harper. That is for sure. So I. So everyone, you know, it's not just Nats fans who are um, blowing the Bryce Harper sweep, sweepstakes out of proportion. I mean, it's going to be a huge thing. It's going to be a national sports story, um, and it's going to be awesome, hopefully for us. Uh, and it's gonna, But it's going to be huge. It's going to be omnipresent for a while, um, and, you know, during, during uh, um, the winter meetings. And, and so money is obviously going to be off the charts but for a guy like Bryce Harper, or for a player in his age, in his age season, um, I feel like he has a lot of ability in this case to, A, obviously get a ton of money. But what if it wasn't a 10-year deal? What if it was more like a five-year deal? I mean, he, what, what I want, want to know, if we could ever know, is to what extent is he choosing his teammates? And how much does that worth? Like, would he, would he take less? I mean, because, because the union... And Boris and business folks, you know, their job is to extract every, like, squeeze every penny out. Extrapolate. Just get it out. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe for, maybe Bryce Harper's best interests as a player who wants to win a World Series trophy isn't to represent, you know, 50% of a team's payroll, um, but rather maybe, maybe he wants to play next to Victor Robles and Juan Soto for the next seven to eight years. And Trey Turner, who's under control for at least another five. Well, yeah. Not team control, but arbitration and whatnot. We got him. There's I, guys out here that, that he's had relationships with, you know, absolutely built in that way. I and think. Adam Eaton, those, those four, and then yeah. be able to take and say, hey, listen, Bryce, and we all love Michael A., um, but he he does have value, and we could figure out, you know, t- Michael A. could... could bring back something valuable. So could Eaton, unfortunately, in, in this final year. Although, we need a guy like yeah. Eaton. You know I love him. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just being I would playing say he's devil's like, advocate. Yeah. If Robles comes up, Robles is playing. We know this. Center Rob- field. Robles is not coming up to not play center field. He's our center he's fielder. He's dynamic. He'll be as dynamic as any center fielder in the game upon arrival. Correct. And Juan Soto ain't going anywhere in left, correct? Correct. And so Bryce Harper seems to be the right field guy, and Eaton ain't playing on the bench for anybody. So it's gonna get, it's gonna get. It's gonna what get a more do fuzzy. you want? What more do you want as a future Hall of Famer, right. which Bryce has to vision himself as? 
um, face of a franchise, which he would become. What more do you want? And probably get in, and he'll get his money. The learners are going to pay. If the learners are going to pay him a dime, they're going to pay him market um, or close to it. What more do you want as Bryce Harper than to play get, play next to two you know twenty year olds? Well, just to resign Rendon, but so Ren, so the Rendon issue is is, is uh, interesting, uh, Kevin. So he has one more year though, right? I think two. Yeah, no, uh, I think you're right. One next year. Yeah, next year. Next year is a contract year for Rendon. So, listen, I don't have any inside sources, and I don't know Anthony Rendon at all, but I I will say that my understanding, you know, capital U, is that you know th- you know he's a guy who wants to to uh, get get that one big contract, you know, play with the team for whatever that contract is. Um, and then you know, and then go be Anthony Rendon in life. Right off into the Houston sunset. Yeah. Get a little ranch. Yeah, and and make so he some babies. So he, and he's and he's an unassuming guy. Um, and it's not that he doesn't care um, who he gets the money from. I'm not trying to say that at all. I, I think that he uh, appreciates the fact that the Nationals drafted him when he slid to us because of his injury at Rice. Um, he's he's going to go down as our best third baseman, and. What I find weird about the Rendon situation is that we're going to see a number for Bryce Harper that's going to jump off the page. It's going to it's going to make newspapers use a different font because um, it's going to be a, just a crazy big number. Rendon won't sign for a Bryce Harper contract, but the way that he fills the stat sheet will dictate oh, a number that's that you're not expecting. Talking about a market and talking about being marketable and talking about a guy that doesn't want a damn thing to do with any marketable anything. You know, like you said, get him that $120 million deal for seven years, let him ride on out. That's a possibility. I, you know what? Everyone was still down on Bryce all this year, and what do we say here on this show? We said by by the time it's all said and done, he's going to wind up hitting around 260, Yep. have 100 RBIs, and Hopefully. hit 40 home runs. So yep. I don't think he's going to get to the 40 number, although he's got 30 games to hit 10. He... he there's a, there, there's a fighting chance, but here's there's a fighting chance. My, my, my point of contention here is in this free agent market, there are two big fish. These two big fish have been penned against each other from eternity in this area. And Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, the arguments have gone on between the, the orange and the stars and bars, the birds and the gnats. It's going back and forth nonstop. And I, I, my big thing as, uh, as someone on the gnat side of this argument from day one is that Bryce Harper is at 84 RBIs. He has 30 games to get to 16 more. That would be the first time Bryce ever got to 100 RBIs in his career. Correct. Manny Machado, on the other hand, has never gotten 100 RBIs, has never hit 300, Bryce has, has never hit 40 home runs, Bryce has, also has never had an MVP, and Bryce has. So it's a big deal for me before we head into this offseason market, and I know Machado's no longer playing in Baltimore, but it doesn't end the argument for me. If he could get to that 100 RBI mark, Kind of quiet everyone's negativity about this specific season and head into the offseason after uh, going on a tear in the second half, which we said he would. He's too talented not to. And then see if uh, Mr. Manfred decides to do something about these shift rules. Because <laughs> I, I, You can't do anything about it. I, 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 don't, I don't know if you can or can't, but I know he's going to I, I take, don't think you should. I, 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 I'm not saying he should or shouldn't, but I, I also... There's something to be said about forcing Bryce Harper to bunt down the third baseline. I, I'm sitting there with my popcorn. My son's sitting to my right. We've got our, our our Cracker Jacks and everything else. And they're in a shift, and the guy's playing at shortstop, and Bryce has got to lay down a bunt down the left of the lining, and he's safe on first. Yay. There's I, something to be said about that, and I'm not saying I disagree with it. I have a bit of purist to me. 
But the bottom line is the bottom dollar. We both know that. So does Mr. Manfred. And there's something that's going to be said. There's going to be discussion about it. There was going to be. So I will argue all day um, that uh, I will argue that you shouldn't do a thing. Uh, Keep it open. Let let people shift all day as much as they want. I know people said like how many guys to the the, the equator, this side of that line, four guys, what, it's whatever. It's going to be talked about. And it's going to be 100% uh, agreed that it's a topic of discussion and it will be and should be because um, it's a big part of the game. But I love it. Um, I know it, it on the front side, it always it always starts as uh, all the, I think a lot of this stuff has always started as a nerdy, nerdy uh, obsession. The shift is a result of weird, terrible, algorithmic math, and that's what it is. I, I understand. That's what it start. That's how it starts, and you and you get a manager or two to believe in it, and they start moving people over, and then they start playing numbers. A I weird wuss. It. And David Johnson's quote: "A weird wuss." A weird wuss. A weird wuss. Joe Madden. Um, and but I think what it here's what I here's where maybe I'm wearing rose-colored shades, and where I get past the nerdy part of it is the impact on the game itself. So something real has been done in baseball. Very real. We see it. We, we can taste it. We I'm can like it or hate it. I'm regretting bringing this up already. Bring it. What Bring it. What is the impact on the game? The, the, the bunting is the, just the first step. Um, but I think that with the way in which we're seeing the uh, it be an all-or-nothing hitting game now, with the strikeouts being off the charts and the home runs being there and everyone's launch angling this uh, and... Uh, there's no one, no one running bases anymore. The on base, you know, people are either circling the bases or they're striking out. Um, the strategy involved to force hitters to find different ways to hit, to me, could possibly lead to a pretty cool evolution in the game. Um, because because we are what we are seeing right now is hitters can't handle it. On average, you know, the hitters that they're shifting on can't handle it. Make them start handling it, or, or and fi- find ways to bunting. do it, or 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 make them start learning how to hit like like Tony Gwynn, uh, Juan Soto, for example, guys yeah, who luck. can take the bat the good other luck, way. Tr- good luck trying to start hitting. Like, good luck trying to start hitting like Tony Gwynn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What's the matter, guy? You can't hit like Tony Gwynn. Uh, I guess you can't be in the league anymore. Uh, uh, maybe it'll make guys start chopping logs like Paul Bunyan. You know, let's let's see if they can listen. How I understand. F- I know. No, well, here's my. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it to you this way. Okay. In, in football terms. Yep. Uh, I think it was three years ago, in the red zone. Greg Williams took a linebacker and a corner in the red zone, put the linebacker face up on Megatron, and put the corner directly behind him. Essentially, playing with ten at this point. Yep. From the three yard line, the Lions ran it in with one of their average running backs, and it was Patos covered Steph Curry with. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. We're just not going to lose this way. That's you know? right. Part, part of that to me is, is it's that doesn't seem to be at the heart of the focus of, you know, Bryce Harper is a great hitter. He's not just a home run hitter. And I'm not saying it has to be about home runs. I like watching him smoke line drives off the barrel, oh, down the line. I don't, I've seen him do it twice this week. Lay down bunts down the third baseline. And if the game calls for it and if it's the playoffs, I have no problem with that. But I'm talking second inning, two outs. And he's bunting down the third base line yes. to get on. I I it's love essentially it. waving the white flag. I love it. And it's and I, all right, so, so I you, believe in baseball. So that's the day that your family goes to the game. I he know. does that every time. Your kids will be like, "Well, that was pretty sweet." No, because I, I will cheer, was, and my son will be like, "Why? Why yeah. did you just cheer?" Because Bryce Harper won, and I and then you and I will disagree on that. No, I have a bit of purist to me. I think there, there's a time and a place for everything. 
But I just I understand why this has to be discussed. I'm not uh, saying I'm I'm not oh saying yeah. I'm totally against it. I'm not. So, but it's not in baseball's best. I can understand why you could make the argument. Look, they're showing a shift right now on the screen. And the amount the, of time uh, it takes to shift Phillies. and unshift and go back to here and figure out where the new oh, shift is. So there's been, no patience for that. That, that, that's, that's There's no patience for that, and that hasn't been an issue, but no, it, it can no. be. If it, it and be. if it is, sanctions, penalties. Uh, I, sanctions. Got, I have, I have. We are sanctioning some people tonight, but it went. But it, you it know, took you too long to get over there, so he could bunt. Yes, <laughs> I, and, I, I have a problem with that. That's the flow of the game. Um, but I love. Listen, these guys are paid millions of dollars. I want to see them. Do it different different ways, and I believe that base run, the more base runners you have, the better chance you have to win. I will, I will, man. You know what, Kevin? I will understand all day. Um, I've been been to the game when Bryce didn't hit a home run, and I've been to the game where he did hit a, hit it's a home run. The same as the three run home run versus small ball. I get yeah. it. It's a it's a different. But if you're if you didn't show up with a team ready to play small ball, you know, I believe I don't believe Bryce Harper should ever bunt. Okay. Uh, as a fan of Bryce Harper and the Nats, I can't think of a scenario that. So, but if he sh- if he bunts like four straight times, are you still going to shift him the fifth time? I don't know. That's for the nerdery to figure out. But that I I think that's really where it's all but that, going. That part of the strategy to me is is such on, it's not on the level for me. Uh, should he bunt? Should he not bunt? If he does bunt, should we stop shifting? Like what? At this point, we're like talking about the tenth most important thing going on. I know, but so if if a, if a team shifts on you and has no one on the, the third baseline, I think it should be auto bunt for every player. And if they can't do I it, no, but that sucks. You know what? I, I understand, but it it but it will change the other. If you're successful at it, the other team has to change their. I am tune. torn because I am a bit of a purist, like I said. Like I, I've adopted the National League after growing up as an American League guy, and I adore the stretch. Strategic. I know. Is, is I'm just majors. using that as an example. Sure, sure. And that's 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 where I'm coming from. So I'm not I'm not this new school guy that says swing for the fences, it needs to be a three run dong. I just put him in a position where the most successful thing for him to do is kind of putting painting him into a corner and, and, and we come out to see great baseball players do what they do best. That's not what Bryce Harper does best. So if the defense can force him into doing that, that's uh that, that's that, a win for them, it, you're saying. It, it's a it's I, I think so. Well, that's when. So if he played for the, I think that will affect played, the way baseball is played. If he played for the Marlins or the Orioles or some other or the um, the Royals or some team that was so terrible um, that there was just nothing happening for him, I would agree with you 100. percent But with the Washington Nationals, they started the season and at various points of the season there haven't been a lot of holes in the lineup. Uh, we, we've got a lot of guys that are dying for strikes. Um, and if Bryce Harper can shift some strikes to the Rendones of the world, for example, or Soto for that matter, or Zimmerman yeah. for that matter, like that's where I think that, that's why he has stri- to bunt. They need to shift some strikes to him is what needs to happen, and that's been the deal, and that's why well, he is or isn't going to sign here. If they to be shift, quite frank. if they shift on Bryce Harper, I think he should bunt every time. See, that's that, and that's for I don't. Okay. But but I understand that I could be pine tarred and feathered for no, saying no. that. No, no, no. But, no, but not. I understand it, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. I'm adamant. I'm just saying that 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 defensive advantage right then and there. Uh, you're going to pitch him inside, which is going to force him to bunt to his non-strength. He's going to try and but right then and there, Bryce Harper's whole magnetism, I think, is his marketability 
And I'm, I'm talking about this from a dollars and cents standpoint, from which Andrews. is what everything is. Right. Sure. That's no, the no. problem. This isn't from faces. Kevin Ricca's brain. But, no, I don't care. A bit of me would say it sucks if he bunted three times and I went one day because they played a that's, shift. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and that's the one game or two games a year I go to. I don't want to go to watch Bryce Harper bunt. I'm just being honest about that. I don't want to go. Do I want to help him help the team? If he bunts one time successfully, I'm ecstatic. I want to see him putting that barrel on the ball. So, but here's the thing, Kev. If he becomes that player over a, sh- over a short stretch of period of time, it, that none of us will be excited about if he becomes a bunter. Because uh, if they shift on him, I think he should bunt every single time. But for me, see, Bryce Harper fancies himself um, a base dealer. He does. Um, and, you know, uh, so much uh, of the time, I think um, he, there's other things happening. If he starts bunting successfully multiple times, you want some excitement? Watch him start just racking up stolen bases because that's what I think would happen. And I think that's fun. I do. I do. And you know what? I know we disagree on this. Listen, bunting is not exciting. Baseball, that's not what this show is about. Um, I do believe in getting people on base. I think that the the reason why I'm supportive of Bryce becoming a permanent bunter is because I love the hitters around him. But guess what? We're watching a team tonight that's uh, eight games out of first place. So. I like well, I like going to the circus and watching clowns be I clowns. Understand. I, I don't want them doing anything with the trapeze guys. I love clowns. I, I don't want the clown acting like, like clowns, an elephant. I, 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 I don't. I want my clowns to be clowns. All I right. pay money to go see those clowns. They're great clowns. The professionals. And uh, this could be a, a clown topic, bro, this because I am definitely not on one side or the other, but I do okay. like my clowns to be clowns. I like my I, peanuts and to taste I am, like I am a hardcore... If they shift you, bunt. Every, 100% yeah. of the time. Yeah. I know. I know. And, and, and Barry I, Bonds? So Barry Bonds is up. He and stole bases left and right. He was, if you, he cares about stealing bases? No, he's because you're putting a guy on second. He's the greatest home run hitter in the history of the sport, of anyone that's ever swung a bat. Guess who hit behind him? MVP, Jeff Kent. Right. So, you want to go to a game when they shift and Barry Bonds is forced to bunt? You get to go see. Yes. You, you get to you go to every park in the summer. We just somehow we hit the lottery. We just had to go to every park, and it's ten years ago. And Barry Bonds is in his prime, and we go out to San Fran, and he lays down three and gets intentionally walked. I'm gonna be freaking pissed. Can I'm I just, sorry. I, pissed. Can I offer you one possible of a million different outcomes just to make possibly excite you into this po- probability, which is by the way is never gonna happen. Yeah, but yeah. in but baseball, you're, you're trying to excite me about bunting. And, and, no, I'm not. I'm trying to excite you about someone reinventing themselves. There was a time in baseball when the most exciting moment nationally was uh, when a certain guy who played who broke his way in as a Dodger, he got on the base paths and he was all up and down getting in the pitcher's face. You know what the most exciting time in baseball recent history was? It was the steroid era when Sosa, uh, McGuire, and Bonds were knocking the ball out of the park every two yeah, seconds. I was talking about Jackie and Robinson. And everybody was going crazy. Jackie Robinson was pretty exciting. Jackie Robinson was fantastic. But he's a different player. If Bryce Harper decided to be on base 100% of the time through, via bunt, which, again... Jackie Robinson could get to second if he bunted down the third baseline in a shift. Correct. Right. That's a different story. But he would also be the guy who'd be sitting on the base paths. So he'd be like just just yes. playing mind games with the pitcher all yeah, day long. We have that guy. His name is Trey Turner. I know, we do. And Michael Adam A. Adam Eaton. Michael A. We have those guys. I, I want the guy that hits the ball out of the park. Chicks dig the long ball, Chicks bro. Chicks dig the long ball. Chicks and Kevin. I mean, who doesn't? We were born and raised in the Earl Weaver era. Three-run home runs. We didn't play any small I know you care about parks. W's over everything else, so I'm not even going to go there. I know you do. Of course. But you also 
My point is such, and I'll leave it at this. Yeah. Mr. Manfred knows this is all about dollars and cents. He understands what everyone else does, unfortunately, about the real world of sports. And this conversation is going to be something. It, uh, you're I don't think anything's going right. to come out, out of it, but it's up for debate for a damn good reason. Uh, yes. Nice well, bunt, nice bunt Mike Trout. Well, nice bunt, Trout. We're, hey, why don't just, you do that again next time you're up, Trout? No. I understand, Kevin. No, rip the cover off it on a double in the, in the gap and sprint to second and pop slide. That's what I want to see. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going... I, you, you know where I stand. I, I want guys on base, and I'll take it any way I can get yeah. it. I'm the guy on the, the Tuesday Night Beer League, and so are you. By the way, I, I can't argue with you on this because, A, I don't know... I don't believe that you are that much against the shift in general, and I know that all you care about is winning. I'm in the middle. Um, I like the shift right down the middle. And I know that if we were playing in a beer league softball game right now, and I was at in the in the batter's box, the only thing on your mind would be like, come on, Ken, just get on base. Just get on base. Someone could come, come up behind you and move you around. Just get on base. That's how I that's how I watch baseball games sometimes. I'm just like, you know what? And that's how, when I'm in the stands, and I know you when you see Bryce Harper, and when I see Bryce Harper too, when we all see Bryce Harper, we think of the long ball. But when I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, just get on base, man. Come on, just get on base. I like watching him rip around. the cover off. It doesn't have to go over the fence. I like how he swings when he want, when it's 2-1. It's a great sound, dead, too. I, I like the, the whole sound. idea of it. It's amazing. When he misses the ball, it still looks good. Yeah. Sorry, I know. It does. It, it, I, uh, his foul balls are sights. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not getting into a fundamental baseball conversation. This is going to be a conversation that yeah. someone else has to deal this with. This is a fundamental baseball podcast. But it's more but about fundamental yes. Tuesdayness. Uh, on Sunday beer softball, I'm, I'm going to try and rip a line <laughs> drive somewhere and get to second. That's what I'm going to try and do. And I'm not taking a walk, by the way. So if you're pitching to me and you're dancing around the strike zone, guess what? I'm swinging. That's where we... That's, I'm not, I don't show up on Sundays or, or to softball fields and, and take walks. Bush League. You put the bat in your hand, you swing, you swing it, son. You didn't come to butt. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. There's, well, no, there's no bunting in softball. You can hit the ball off the ground as hard as you can and leg it out. That's the next. Cl- that, that's a, that's a legitimate softball bunt. If you hit it, if you swing hard and you can send the ball off the ground straight up and beat it out, just hit a line drive and go to first base and try and stretch it to second if it's down the line. That's okay, all. True story. Or just going over the fence. As Sublime takes us out, Kevin, I got shifted on in softball. This is a true story. True story. This is, this is, and it's your fault. This is all my fault for It is your up. fault. This is ridiculous. I was, so in batting practice, I was, I, I'm about everyone, to shift myself out of this basement. Everyone knows how to get a nice little shot over the infield in, in softball. If you have a bat in your hands and the ball's coming in at five miles an hour, guess what? You should be able to get a hit in softball. I'm sorry to break that news to everybody. But I was doing it in batting practice in the exact same spot. I was dumping it about. 15 feet over the third baseman's head, classic double territory, because the guy's going to try to throw it into their shortstop, and I'm going to beat the, the, thro- the, the second-hand throw. And it was my next-door neighbor who played for another team, and the guy stood, I swear to God, 25 feet behind the third baseman, and I didn't see him. I, you know, you always look to see the field. You always look to see where they And I couldn't see him past the third baseman. He was right behind another him. Another drinking story, Ken? And I... How do you not see the guy behind third base? I saw didn't see the guy behind the short fielder, and there was no shortstop. And there was no shortstop. You didn't and think I they hit, hit a ground ball to shortstop. Literally, he could have been sitting in a lounge chair and held his glove out. I hit it right to him, and he look and I look at him, and he looks at me, and I'm like, oh my god, I got to get into the, I got, I can't believe I just did that, but I got shifted on in softball, so I was shifted on, and you know what? I'm still okay with it, and to this day, I respect the hell out of the move. Uh, Let's just wow. throw it out on some Commodores. Yeah, well. We gotta, we gotta do something. 
Uh, we got we got to shift something around here because uh, I I'm having oh, a hard time. I, I love that we're I'm having a hard time with your game awareness. You didn't notice that the shortstop was no longer the shortstop. Fair, he was playing fair game. Short left on the line, playing no doubles. <laughs> Not playing, just that. That shortstop was playing no doubles. Exactly you. where I was trying to hit it. You like, just talked about you should be able to put the ball wherever you want to. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and they shifted it successfully on me after watching me in pregame. So. Uh, and I love the fact that this you gotta stop the bragging on the podcast. We're going. That, is that bragging? <laughs> Get, getting? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's like the opposite, uh, or I hope it is. I think it is. Uh, but that's where that's. I think that's the evolution of the net shift. We go. We, we we need to start. You know, first of all, we need we need a, a, a league softball team immediately. Oh, I, I retired. No, you didn't. Years and years. All right. Well, years, at least yeah. can you make us do, do a celebrity game? I would love to do a celebrity game. Fair enough. Done. We're having a celebrity game. You heard it. This deep. If you're still listening, by the way, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for giving us uh, you're this You're a freaking time. celebrity in our hearts if you're still listening. Yes, we appreciate you. Um, and by the way, if you're still listening, make sure you get in touch with us because you are eligible to be on our softball team for this celebrity game that Kevin has officially verbally agreed to play in. Until next Tuesday night, they are the Commodores, bringing us the sweet sounds. Nah. Of the Nat shift, he's Kevin Ricca. I am having a hard time shifting these khakis around. We're going to keep that legal, though. This is early. Legal. We're early in the night, but we are, you know, and we don't call it a motion offense in the, in the basement. Uh, it's more of a multiple set, okay, multiple set. And we're, we're, we will get to the Audible and the Hot Box this evening. We appreciate you checking us out tonight. We hope that you'll stay with us for 30 more games uh, of regular season and we certainly look forward to covering an active offseason. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. And this was The Nat Shift.